0: Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 48. And for those of you that are new to the show, I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. Sub-sub-subscribe. That's way too many subs. And you can always reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.com. We've got another great episode uh, this week with another great guest. Uh, As you can tell from the YouTube video, if you're watching this, there's someone else on this feed. It's not just my ugly face today. Uh, I met this uh, guest today through Instagram. I was actually looking for a designer um, uh, for the rebranding of Hangry. Uh, You guys, I've kind of talked a little bit about it, but it's still very under wraps, but Hangry's being rebranded, folks and this guest is basically helping me do that and i'm super excited to um kind of build this relationship and and kind of have that that conversation back and forth but after uh, we started initially talking we had this conversation um really just so she could understand what hangry was and kind of you know all the things that we have to deal with uh creatively of hey this is what we need to know in order to do the thing um yeah, and I just knew I had to have her on the show just from just how we were talking. I think our meeting was only supposed to be like 15 minutes and it's like 45 minutes we were talking and we we're like, crap, we need to get this done. But uh, Lindsay Joe, welcome to the show and thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here and to continue our conversations.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to all of the nonsense that I'm sure will come, come <laughs> out of this. But before we get started on kind of what we wanted to talk about today, let the people know just a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Yeah. So I'm Lindsay Joe Scott. I am an artist and designer and writer. I guess I um, would say more so I'm an artist and my current job is as a designer. I currently live in Akron, Ohio, and I'm currently exploring sort of topics of alignment and purpose and radical self-acceptance and healing. So I'm sure we'll get into that, and I'm Ooh. excited to explore all these things.
0: I like that. I didn't know that, and we'll, we will yeah. definitely be touching on some of that, because <laughs> I think that kind of wraps into some of... The idea. So, yeah. Thanks again for being on the show. I'm super excited about this. Um, our conversation initially, when we first started talking, was this idea of being a creative or having this creativity kind of thing. How did your journey kind of start in design or, or as an artist as mm-hmm. as a whole?
1: Yeah. Oh, I love this question, and also I love that you use the word journey because I definitely resonate with that. And you know, my journey to where I am now. Is not a straightforward path, and I'm sure that many people and creatives will relate with that. And I know we'll talk more about this too. So I'll give you the abbreviated version, but uh, knowing that we'll get into it. So, you know, like many creatives, you know, I grew up sort of obsessed with drawing and writing. And as I was moving into adulthood and, and career life and thinking about what is it that I want to do all of my mentors and guides in my life said, well, design is a way to practically like have a job and be an artist. So truly, I mean, my, my path to becoming a designer was because I was told this was the way. And, you know, I studied design and photography in undergrad for several years, um, and then actually ended up sort of at this transition place. And this really is the theme of my life, you know, for the last decade or more is sort of these constant transitions and trying one thing and then shifting. And so I was in school for two years and then I said, this is not it. So I moved abroad and worked in sort of like nonprofit life, was studying Spanish for a while. And really that was the trajectory of my last 10 years, is this, Mm. all of these different jobs within creativity and beyond Um, So I'm back in work as a designer and, you know, I'm really grateful to be working for myself and I have been uh, consistently since 2014. So I really love being an entrepreneur and being a business owner. And even within that, you know, there's been so many shifts and expansions. So that's definitely my area of expertise is changing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. I think that's awesome. Like the the transition approach to it, this kind of. This will kind of go along with a decent segue, I guess, but the transition of things sometimes, sometimes where you're heading or where you're currently at isn't where you're mm-hmm. always going to be, and that's a that's a good wow. thing. Hence, the hence the journey. That's how you grow. You know, if you things that stay still die. You know, mm-hmm. and we always talk my, yeah. my grandfather. He's a. Uh, I want to say he's like 78, 77 or something like that. And he lives, he lives in Queens and he walks every single day. He probably walks four or five miles every single day. And they have, they have a condo in Florida. And we always say like, grandpa, like, why don't you go like to Florida? And he goes, well, that's where people go to die. He goes, I can't walk anywhere. Everything is so far. Yeah. I'd have to drive or I'd have to sit yeah. in my place the whole time. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, and I remember it was, God, this probably been three years ago now. I went to visit him, visit the family in New York and i just basically it was like a photo trip i basically said hey we're driving the eight hmm. hours out to new york i just want to take photos in the city and then you know write it yeah. off as a business expense because of course yeah um give me a reason to go to new york and right. i came okay. back i got back to the house at gosh it was probably like eight o'clock or something like that and he was like hey do you want to go get some dinner and i was like yeah we'll go get like white castle because of course hmm. and he he was telling me about he was showing me all these pictures at Coney Island because they do this mm. like um wall art and stuff like that over there well, yeah. in the summer. So he's like, Hey, he show me these pictures. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. He's like, Well, do you want to go? And I'm like, Yeah, sure, we'll go, whatever the case may be. We don't get there until like 1130. Oh my goodness. We don't get then back home until like 2 a.m. So it's like I'm out with my 70-something year old grandfather, like just typical Puerto Rican through and through like yeah. the cargo pants with the, with the wife beater tank top and just like the button shirt, like just all the way through and through. And I'm out with him until two o'clock in the morning. And it's like, wow. I don't know where I was going in this aspect, but no, if you sit around, you die and it's kind of, you right. have to keep, yeah. you have to keep moving and kind of keep learning and expanding yourself. So kind of yeah. what I know is probably like a loaded question itself, but what <laughs> made you think realize rather Mm -hmm. that maybe the school aspect wasn't, wasn't the, the appropriate step in that journey for you at the time.
1: Yeah. So I guess I should say there is more to the journey that I didn't mention. So I'll mention that. Of course, And also your grandpa sounds so cool. Um, (laughs) and I love, yeah, I mean like that spirit that he embodies, it's really, I think what we're getting at here and, and really what our first conversation was about that sort of spirit of adventure and choosing, you know, your own path. So I'm very excited to keep talking about this, but yeah, you know, when I, when I first, my first decision to leave school, um, was difficult, especially, you know, I I come from a a family that is very much in support of a traditional path and pursuing education. So it was difficult, but you know, I really value authenticity and, and freedom and being in alignment with my, my own values and, you know, what makes me come alive and sort of the sense of like joy and purpose. Mm-hmm. So I just knew like, this is not, it. this is not right for me. So despite my father's uh, disapproving, <laughs> you know, I, I left and I'm um, grateful that I made that decision. But um, throughout that journey, you know, I did at some point go back to school because at, uh, along the journey, at some point I thought, okay, well, I definitely want to be an artist. And I, I don't think maybe design is my career, but maybe there's something else. And so at the time I had discovered this industry of, uh, art therapy and, you know, I'm really interested in research and sort of psychology. So I, uh, pursued, I went back to school to pursue a uh, bachelor's and master's degree. It was like a combo program okay. in psychology, psychology and art therapy in Pittsburgh. Um, and while I was there, I worked in outpatient hospital, so I got my feet wet a little bit in the industry, learned all the material, and then my program folded. Mm. So yeah. I was at another transition and sort of given this choice to stay within sort of just the counseling psychology program or to do something else. So I did something else and moved back to Ohio and ended up actually at the original undergrad school that I went to. And <laughs> at that point, I was just like, I need to do something. and. Right. That's really a philosophy that, you know, I, that I embody in my life too, is just like do something and then see what happens. So I went back to this undergrad and I said, here's what I have. Here's the the education I've gathered. So what can I do? So at that time I was like 25, 26, and I uh, ended up pursuing a uh, undergrad in studio art and psychology. And that was really wonderful too. You know, I was at this different time in my life, a different perspective than when I had first arrived at undergrad at 18 years old, so I was like a student in a different way, and I'm grateful for the experience. I ended up having this incredible thesis project that I was able to explore on on contemplative spirituality and creativity and sort of how the same philosophies align and help us live a better life, and and really that has contributed to the work that I'm pursuing ongoing, so that was a very long answer to your one question, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, definitely still on the journey too. And I, and I think it's a journey that never ends.
0: Right. A hundred percent. I agree with that. It's, we're, we're always growing. We're always kind of yeah. figuring out the new thing um, that's for us now, kind of where our direction is. And I think right. it's interesting you had you'd brought up of sometimes along our journey, um, we're 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 given roadblocks, or, or we're telling right. like, hey, you have to take a detour, and it's not anything that we necessarily could control. In in many cases, it's hey, this thing is this thing is happening, whether whether you're on right. board or not, the ship is moving, right. and and kind of how you react in that situation, I think says a lot yeah. about you as a person because you go there's two different there's two different things, and and I've talked about it before, and there's a ton of books and, and research on it. Is you have this like right. you can either have this like victim mentality of this like pity poor me in this situation Mm -hmm. or you can kind you can learn from it just like a failure aspect, even though it's not a failure directly because of your your own actions. But in in terms it's a failure. You were on a certain path, that didn't work, and now you're on a different path. So Mm -hmm. you can have one of those two responses. And I think to your point to kind of have that like okay, this didn't work uh, out of my control situations, but I was still able to, you know, quote unquote salvage it. And you yeah. found a way to, um, again, you, you said it's like you use, you use design to pay the bills, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that because we all have to make money to pay bills so we can do the things we want to do. But yeah. being able to understand that that's that purpose mm-hmm. and not kind of going, well, I don't like this or I don't, like, don't want to do this or saying I can only do this. This is the only right. thing I'm going to yeah. be able to do because I went to school for this thing. I have a degree in finance. And mm-hmm. right out of school, I worked, I was a bank teller, uh, which was great. Uh, it wasn't great. And then after <laughs> that, I went back into to retail. Yeah, And then uh, that didn't work out. So then I was delivering pizzas for Papa John's in Dublin. And you're just like, and people, people, society as a whole, we can say looks down on a lot of people like that. If you don't follow this general education um, path or this journey, if you will, and you're not doing the status quo of, you know, you need to graduate from high school. You need to go to college. You need to get a degree. You need to find a partner. You need to get married. You need to buy a house. You need to have kids And then my buddy used to always joke around, he goes, and then you get a divorce and then you file for bankruptcy and then you get a second wife. And I'm like, No, no, we don't we don't (laughs) talk about those things. But (laughs) (laughs) But you have this like this cycle where if you don't do that, traditionally the generation before us will be like, Wait, 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 that's but you're doing things wrong. And I think our generation or maybe just maybe the generation right behind us, maybe like in between. Mm -hmm. Um, is really taking a hold of that, especially in these like COVID times where it's like, wait a second, everything's flipped upside down. What do you mean? I don't have to live in a big metropolitan area to get a big metropolitan job. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's flipping the mindset, which is allowing people to kind of express themselves in different ways, knowing that they're not limited just by their outside circumstances.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to your point about you know sometimes along your journey, you're presented with choices that are out of your control. My first thought was like, yeah, like twenty twenty <laughs>
0: like, yeah
1: no this, is, this is where we're at collectively, and in my experience, like in those moments when it's sort of like, okay, this isn't going how I thought it would. It is sort of this choice versus reaction moment, right? like am I gonna just react to this or am I gonna step into it and that's good I, like I don't that. know where I heard it, like someone I've heard it. <laughs> Described one time, like someone said, you know, when like changes come your way, you just like yell like plot twists and <laughs> then you like about, you just like adapt. I, I don't know where I heard that, but it's like coming back to my mind. Um,
0: oh, that is so yeah, great. It,
1: it's, I guess the sort of mindset that I'm in most of the time Um, and you know, be, the work that I'm doing now and sort of like exploring these topics is related to this sense of like, I think maybe I have a perspective that not everyone has like that. Even, you know, even friends that I've, um, connected with and talked to, they're like, how do you, how do you just like change what you're doing? And to me, it's just so normal, like, and just second nature. I'm like, well, I don't like it. So I'm going to do something else. Right. Um, and I'm grateful that, you know, like for whatever reasons in my life, I've been able to step into sort of that permission to just like, do the next thing that feels right and figure it out. And and I think that's part of it too. You know, I have this deep belief that everything is figure outable. like we will figure it out. And, and I don't know how, but I'll figure it out.
0: That's That curiosity is <laughs> interesting. We, uh, I, at my church, was it last weekend or a couple weekends ago, there was a message and it talked about that, like curiosity killing the cat. And it's like, well, it's no, it's because it's our culture is saying don't be curious about things don't don't explore things take things for what they're worth if someone tells you something obviously it's the truth this is coming out after this is coming out in a few weeks so election would have already happened so this may (laughs) this may release we never know who knows what the world's gonna be um but the uh all of my politics jokes. There's so many times I just have to be like, just shut up, Jonathan. We're just, people don't care to hear all your opinions.
1: But, I can't. No, we can talk
0: about it. <laughs> but the idea of this is, oh, 100%. But it's the idea of if someone just told you something, regardless, mm-hmm. you know, not even playing a party side thing, regardless of your side, is someone just told you something, right. don't take it at face value. Right. Hey, do yeah. your own research, your own investigation and make your own opinion about it. Yeah. Just because I talked about this on the podcast that, that I did, uh, that would be last week's is I had this, you know, as a, as a Christian people automatically assume I'm voting Republican across the board and that's, that's my ideals Mm -hmm. and that's that. And it's like, but Mm -hmm. no, like my belief is I'm, I'm meant to love people.
1: And, Mm And if
0: you look at the current situation we're in, that's not what that side is doing. So yeah. when you have that it's like wait a second this is not this is not the mm-hmm. ideal that i have so you people put you in this box almost and expect you to do mm-hmm. certain things and and a lot of times unfortunately that's exactly what happens is people go yeah. this is what i'm supposed to do whether it's something like right. a political belief or even something yeah. as simple as i have to go to college because if i don't go to college then what, mm-hmm. what is my family going to think? I mean, what is society going to think of me when there's nothing wrong with that? I mean, we know that as creatives, obviously school helps, helps um, give you more tools to it, but the tools aren't, you can also learn those tools, especially in today's age, like go to YouTube. I mean, it's not the best place to look and learn things, but you could pick up a lot of stuff. Like I oh, learned totally. most of my yeah. video stuff off of YouTube. I started as a photographer and I was like, hey, I kind of want right. to do this video thing. And yeah. that's kind of where it went off at.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm an expert Googler, you know, like, I mean, YouTube university is (laughs) it like you figured out on your own, but it's awesome. Like I, the internet is amazing for that reason. And I think to your point too, you were mentioning sort of like this idea that some people have, you know, ideas about certain things, whether it's the fact that you're a Christian or a Republican or a Democrat or or really like what we were saying pre-recording and sort of like talking about this idea of like identity Mm -hmm. and status quo. And, and really, I mean, it, this is kind of like this underlying theme in our conversation, which is about how we define success and how we defined our path and how we define identity. And I am a big proponent and advocate of like, let's have a more expansive view. Like I I think, you know, sort of um, analyzing like, well, how did I get here? How do I have this perspective? It's because I am just constantly asking why. Like I consider myself a little bit like curious kid meets investigative scientist meets like philosopher. Like I'm always just like, why? I just want to know. That'd be an awesome kid show. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll make that next. Um, (laughs) But but yeah. I'm like, why? Like, why does it have to be that way? Why is it this way? How could it be different? Like we could just do it another way. And so the same with, you know, labels. And even the way, you know, I introduce myself as like an artist and a designer. I'm way more than that, but it's a way to communicate. But I have the understanding that like my definition of what that means is more expansive. And so that's what has helped me to be able to shift, to shift, shiv it. I just, I just merged those words, shift and pivot.
0: It's (laughs) It's officially going to be in the dictionary. Once I get done with this episode, we're going to, we're going to load it up. We're going to shift it.
1: Ship it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so maybe like what, like what would happen if we just had a more expansive view of, of terms? And I think fortunately, like culturally we are shifting that way a bit, but, um, I would, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying we could do more.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And I think your the, why goes back to that curiosity thing is there's always the, we're, as kids, you know, you see it in, in little ones all the time. They're like, why? Well, we can't do this because of this. Why? Why? We're right. so curious about it. But our culture basically says stop asking why you're being annoying
1: right or like then, because i said
0: so. right and it's like <laughs> yeah. so then people get that in their head and obviously as you're a kid and you're growing up and that's what you hear you're like well i guess i guess that's the case whatever's in this school book obviously is everything that happened nothing else happened if it wasn't in between this history book nothing else of importance happened and you're like i'm i'm sure people miss some some pieces in there mm-hmm. because certain people had different influences and in said said books but mm-hmm. you you go into these kinds of why situations, and I talk about it from like a running aspect all the time, yeah. is we have this, my always thing is, why not? So right. when people are saying like, why would you want to run a marathon? I go, why mm-hmm. why not? Like, why would you yeah. want to run 33 miles on your 33rd birthday? Why not? Like, wh- what's the reason why I couldn't do it? And, mm-hmm. it? and if you can kind of stop and ask yourself that question in these situations of, all right. This, someone is telling me I cannot do this. So I'm going to internally yeah. ask myself, why not? Like, right. is is it the law of gravity? Well, then, okay. You know what? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll say this is the reason why I can't jump off the apartment building. Yeah. But it, other than like things like that, right. a lot of it is yeah. very fluid and you're trying to to have those conversations and and, mm-hmm. and it kind of opens that door, broadens your horizon. Like you said, broadens your perspective and your view of what's yeah. going on because if I only talk to and listen to people that believe exactly what I believe in the exact same way I believe, right. it goes back to that I'm standing still and I might as well be dead because I'm not growing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, I had to get some water. Okay, water I, break.
0: Yeah. But it kind of <laughs> goes to this, the, the, the talk of the, the TED talk that you told me about. Did I, did I bring that up yet? I don't think I did. I think we talked about it in our pre-show. Um, Probably, yeah. But we, during our phone conversation uh, mm-hmm. a few months ago now, uh, you had told me about this TED Talk uh, from, I believe mm-hmm. it's Emily Wapnick. I'm probably saying mm-hmm. that wrong, but that sounds right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it's yeah. spelled at least. Um, she talked about this like multi-potentialite, this idea right. of people when you're when you're young, you're asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, again, it goes back to the, I can be whatever I want. Like, I'm going to be a veterinarian firefighter or all these right. things. And, you know, we're told as kids, well, you know, you have to pick the one thing. Are you going to be a doctor or a lawyer? Um, and I guess if, if you're not smart enough to do those things, maybe you can do something in finance. And then, you know, if, if none of that works, maybe you can play sports, maybe, or something like that. So we have this idea of we grow up saying, hey, we have to be this one thing. Like all through high school, I was like, I'm gonna be a finance guy. Like finance guy, that's where the money is. And obviously money makes a rogue around. So that's what I wanted to do. I want I want all of the monies. And yeah. then I got through at school and I go, I don't really like this. Like I like the yeah. math aspect of it, but other than that, I was just like, This is this is dumb. Yeah. So this whole idea of multi uh potentialite is basically we as creatives have this, we kind of do multiple passions, if you will. You don't have one thing that you're kind of meant to do in your right. life. So, you know, you start doing, you know, I start doing photography and then I was like, Hey, you know, it'd be really cool is if I start this nonprofit and become a race director and I'm going to do races now. And then outside of that, like, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast now. And some of the, you know, sometimes you have crossover in things, but it's like, yeah. we kind of, we get bored with one thing and kind mm-hmm. of move to the next project. Whereas, we're, you know, and and Emily brings, says this exact point. She goes, where did we learn the idea that it's wrong or abnormal to, to, to be passionate or to be doing many things? She goes, while this question Mm -hmm. inspires kids on what they can be, it doesn't inspire them to all that they could be.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Ted talk is called why some of us don't have one true calling. And I recommend this podcast, like I should, I should definitely be like a sponsor. I should get a sponsorship fee or something. <laughs> How many times I mentioned this seriously, but I mean, it, it gets back to the same thing about sort of like identity, right. And like labels, like having, having that term multi it like helped me to have a more expansive understanding of myself. And it really was sort of just an affirmation. And so within her work, um, she, you know, presenting her research on being multi potentialite she sort of also identified different frameworks of how you might understand your life and and how to approach sort of like your, your life and your work. But um, really what it is about is, you know, like normalizing, changing your mind Mm -hmm. and not having a path that is from point A to point B and, you know, which is really, I think also a, a cultural shift, you know, like the path of point A to point B made sense at some point when most of the jobs that existed were sort of the specialist role, like yeah. you specialize in something and then that was your life. But for many of us, that doesn't make sense. And culturally, thankfully, like that has shifted where we have the opportunity and possibility to do more than one thing and to combine more than one thing and to create something new and I really see it as that, like, as an opportunity and this really exciting thing that we are shifting more into a time where generalists are celebrated and we can be the full expression of ourselves and, in, in you know, the multi-dimensional people that we are. So we're at this time, I think, where there is maybe an overlap from you know those people who were told to pursue sort of a specialist type trajectory. And maybe there's some resistance because it's like the old paradigm versus the new paradigm. So anytime there's like a shift, there's this tension, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the moment we're at. And with 2020 specifically, and especially, you know, like we are sort of, like you said, flipping everything on its head. And, you know, there's a lot of terrible things that have happened this year and that are happening, but in many ways, this sort of like great pause is causing all of us to, have a deeper sense of reflection about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And could it be a different way? And I'm excited about what, what will come from that.
0: I think that you, you nailed it on the head right there is this, <laughs> this time has kind of given us, given us a moment to go. What, yeah. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? And like, yeah. is this what I should be doing? Like, is this right. the path that I want to be taking could i do more could i add more value it goes back to that success and value kind of what we're Mm, adding as creatives i think we all have this idea that we want to we want to create something we want our name to be attached to something uh Mm -hmm. john maxwell says once he says you know when when you die people are going to sum up your life in one sentence like write that sentence now and, yeah, and right. that, that kind of idea of going, you know, what a, I want to be remembered for something. I want to do something. I want right. to, to actually breathe life, if you will, into something. And I think that's where us as creatives who like in this time, other than like the social anxiety aspect of it, like we've been right. thriving, like it's, it's great that yeah. I don't have to like talk to people. Like you tell me, like, I don't have to go <laughs> into an office and see people every day. Like, this is amazing. Um, yeah, I don't mind. That <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you have, we, you you're now given this time to kind of um understand what you want what you're doing and and take that assessment of am i just going through the motions because this is what's right. going to do we talked about it um when we when we chatted on the phone of you know my wife and I we had this house and we had this thing we were going down the path that everyone said we should go on and right. then we we're like wait a second this is not this is not mm-hmm. what we want. And and we yeah. made that, made those necessary adjustments. And it's like, we now have less than we ever have. We're literally, I mean, <laughs> fingers crossed, I'll knock on wood. It'll be tomorrow, but my wife's going to be selling her car and we're going to be down nice. to one yeah. car for the two of us. And it's like, well, I take cool. public transportation yeah. anyways. So yeah. why, do, why do I need another car just sitting in the parking lot?
1: Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. things
0: like that where just because society or our culture says more more is better, but right. it, but is it, you know, and I right. think, and I think yeah. we're having that shift right now, again, in this generation, like I said, the generation probably just after us, we, we probably helped start some of that conversation, but they're mm-hmm. actually reaping the benefits of that conversation being started yeah. is, you know, I don't have to do what my parents did. I don't right. have to live the life that they did. Not, not that right. they're, not that the word was wrong, but they just felt, exactly. they felt like they didn't have the opportunity to do that and obviously with the boom of like the internet and our technology age that has helped a ton with i mean obviously we couldn't do something like this a a virtual podcast (laughs) like what was a pod before joe rogan no one knew what a podcast was (laughs) so it's like you you're going through this idea of things are changing and we're kind of riding the wave of that that information where anything we want to know we can have access to now i think there are some negatives to that where we, we are becoming too reliant on social mm-hmm. media and that sort of thing to have relationships with people. Um, that's one of my, I'm not a huge component for social media for that re- reason. Obviously I have to have it from a business standpoint because if I didn't, I wouldn't reach clients, mm-hmm. but it can be kind of destructive I think, and kind of limiting um, when your interactions are only meant through hey, did you see what I did last weekend? Or no, hey, uh, I told you I went to this thing last weekend. Like, no, you didn't. Like, oh, I posted a picture on Facebook. I thought you saw. And it's like, what Mm -hmm. happened to the days where we would, like, if we we wanted to know something about someone, we actually called or texted them?
1: Yeah. Rather than
0: now we feel like we know everyone without even Mm -hmm. having to have that conversation.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's true for any sort of, like, anything, really. But also, like, any advancement we have, you know, there's a sort of an equal and opposite reaction. So there's the good and there's the difficult and the bad. And I do think again, it gets back to like, well, we have a choice. So we get to choose how do we engage with this? And I'm at a place currently where I'm, um, doing a lot of work, like self-reflecting strategizing to think about how to be more intentional with things like Instagram, because the way I see it, like Instagram is a powerful tool to like, sort of share, ourselves and to express ourselves and and share, I don't know, our offerings, our gifts with the world, but it can become something that unless we're intentional with it can like distract us from that intention. So, you know, I'm I'm doing a a lot right now to sort of like think about prompts and like how, in what way do I want to show up energetically on Instagram and, and how do I want to share more about myself and the work that I do? So I'm not sharing a lot there right now because, I'm taking the time to, to sort of reflect and, and then show up in a way that is more in align with like who I want to be and, and, and what I want to do and, and who I want people to see me as and know me as. And so I actually, um, this is kind of a great segue into this personal project that I'm launching, which I haven't even told you about yet, but no, I'm so interested. yeah. yeah. So, um, I mentioned early on that, you know, like in my work currently, I'm sort of exploring these ideas that we're talking about now. Along um, the themes of like alignment and purpose and impact and and finding our way, right? Like finding our way back to ourselves. And I keep like having this visual of, um, you know, when you're like driving somewhere and you kind of like get lost in your mind and you're like daydreaming and then you like realize that you're driving, but like you forgot, (laughs) you like missed a turn or something.
0: (laughs) We're like, wait a second, I'm still on 270.
1: Crap. Exactly. And so uh, suddenly, like you come back to your senses, but suddenly you're no longer on the path that you were originally on. Like you're, you missed a turn. You're somewhere else now. Like you're on this road, but you're not going where you intended to go. Right. So I, I keep having this visual because I keep thinking about that metaphorically in our lives. Like how, you know, like I think as children, like we are born whole and we have this sense of like just being, and I do think like our purpose really like, our purpose in life is to be ourselves and when we can be ourselves, like that's how we contribute collectively to the healing of the world. And, and when we show up as ourselves and we're in alignment, like that's how we are best of service. So, um, you know, as children we're sort of like on this path, but then we get lost in what other people are telling us to do or what the status quo is or, or what the, what the right route is. And really, I think truly it's about staying connected to our own path, And how do we do that? So I'm, I'm launching this sort of personal project inspired by my experience with personal projects. You know, I, um, have like all of these lists and notebooks full of writing around this topic. And I sort of am at this place where I'm like, what am I going to do with all this? And like, I don't even know how to make sense of it really. So I know from experience, I just needed to do something and start. So, um, in the past I've done when I've been at a, a crossroads sort of in my creative journey, I've done something called a hundred day projects. Are you familiar with this the theme of the hundred day project? So the hundred day project is more of sort of like a global movement. Okay. And it's this idea that for like a hundred days you commit to something for the purpose of just like sort of exploring and, to, and seeing what happens. So I've done this a few times before. In my creative journey, you know, there's been moments where I've thought, like, oh, maybe I want to pursue like this type of creative pursuit. Or, you know, uh, two years ago, I did a 100 a day project called 100 Days of Patterns and Progress. And I was really exploring the industry of surface pattern design. And I thought, hmm, maybe that's what I want to do, but I wanted to see. So right, right. I get to 100 days of like designing patterns. And much like any journey that you take, when you commit to this adventure, you know, you start and you're full of enthusiasm. And then like along the way, there's all of these twists and turns and it's quite an adventure and and it's difficult to continue to pursue. Not unlike running a marathon, you know, or training (laughs) for a marathon. (laughs) There's, you know, along the way, there's moments of joy and excitement and also difficulty and recommitting to why you said yes in the first place. So, um, because of that experience in my life with, with creative, creative projects and exercise and running. And, um, I was like, okay, I think I need to merge this like deep philosophical thinking with like some sort of creative project. So I am launching this project called that I'm calling for now. I'm calling it 100 conversations. And the intent is to connect with other like creatives, artists, multi-pathments, visionaries, dreamers, thinkers, and sort of just ask and like, have a conversation about like, how do you feel about alignment and purpose? And I need to sort of get out of my own head and talk to people. So I'm, I'm launching this project. I'm, I have some ideas about what I'll do with that research and the research I collect from people, but I'm also just excited to see what unfolds from it. So yeah, that's my, my first step is to, um, have 100 conversations.
0: That, that is, that is awesome. Like just, just in general, obviously the, the project aspect of it, of trying to just to learn new things and figure out what the next step is for you. But I think having those conversations and I've learned this through the podcast itself is again, most of the people I have, and I don't think, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but most of the people I have on the podcast, um, are usually fitness type related or people that I've met through, through other avenues, but most of the time it's fitness and it's really, I will do a race and I will see like the hashtag for the race or whatever. I search mm, that. Cool. And yeah. and there's always somebody that has an interesting story. And they'll mm. and they'll share it. Like, hey, this was my first marathon mm-hmm. because <laughs> of X, Y, and Z, or here's what's happening. And I reach out to them like, hey, awesome story. First, congratulations. Awesome story. Yeah. I'd love to hear more. Would you like to right. talk on the podcast kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that for me is. I'm not trying to be a podcast. I'm not trying to be like a Joe Rogan and try to get like people that are going to that other people know and kind of mm-hmm. get more out of them. I want to get the people that may never have a voice. It may literally be the only video interview that is recorded that they are well, ever on. And, cool, yeah. and and to me, that feels like. I'm doing something to them because it helps that, but it also expands yeah. me of, I have no idea. Yeah. I did, I did an episode. I always come back to this episode. Her name's Ronnie. She's awesome. If you're listening Ronnie, thanks for continue to listen, but she was, she did the um, half mor half marathon in Morgantown, West Virginia. And mm-hmm. I saw her stuff and, and I was going through and she does like a lot of animal stuff, like a lot of animal rescue. She's a nurse. And then she does animal rescue stuff. She's like the president of some organization for pit bulls in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's super cool. So Mm -hmm. then we just get to talking and she starts telling me about um, she was also a victim of domestic violence. And she has basically PTSD from that. So we have this conversation. I can't even remember what the episode was called, like what we initially were trying to go down the path. Like you see in my show notes, like I have a title and it's like, this is the title, but more than likely we're going to talk about something else. Yeah. And we start going down this road and she starts talking about her experiences with domestic violence and feeling like she was trapped and and now turning that around and helping people get through those situations and stuff like that. And that's never a conversation I thought I would have. Mostly because mm-hmm. and, and just like we talked about we were with the recording is sometimes I, I speak before I think. And I don't ever want to come off as insensitive to any situation like that, especially yeah. situations I have no idea because it's, it's it hasn't personally affected me. But hearing her talk, I mean, I would say 75% of that podcast was me on mute, just letting her tell her story. And mm-hmm. it's one of my most listened to episodes because people mm-hmm. resonated with it. I had people message me later on saying, hey, can I get her contact information because... I have someone that I know is going through this, or I went through this myself, and it's yeah. dead on, and I appreciate it. And like those kinds of conversations not wow. even not even related to running, and it's right. like being able to have those conversations is expanding my horizon of, hey, yeah. there's a lot going on in this world that I have no idea about, right, yeah. And, and being able to have those conversations to your point is, you know, what do people think about these topics that you're trying to do for this, this project, it's definitely going to like open your eyes to, I mean, a lot of it's, you're going to be like, yeah, I get that. Or maybe it's a little variant on your stuff, but you're going to get a few oddballs that are going to be like, oh, wait, that's, that is
1: completely
0: backwards of way. I thought one, I thought you were going to answer, but how I Mm -hmm. think about it either way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think the stories that we tell ourselves really impact the life that we live too. And that's really what we've been talking about throughout our whole conversation is about like, you know, living your life as yourself and how do you, how do you shift and how do you embrace sort of this like different way of thinking? And it is all connected to stories we tell ourselves, including the things that have happened in our lives. And I love that your podcast is called run with purpose because, you know, in my own life too, like, um, running is, is a part of, part of my story and and part of my journey. And it's, it feels like with, with like running, it's, you know, like how you do one thing is like how you do everything. Mm -hmm. And so like running is, is always so inspirational to me because it feels like just a, a expanded, faster version of like a life story where you're like pursuing something. And along the way, there's all these challenges, but you overcome it and how we overcome it and help each other overcome it and share like, well, this is what helped me is how we get through living.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's, that was the reason for the podcast in general. And I mean, you literally nailed the definition of the podcast good. is like (laughs) running your life with purpose and intentionality and running as a metaphor Mm -hmm. for, for life, because there are those ups and downs, you hit those hills, you know, but every once in a while you hit a downhill and it feels good unless you keep spiraling downhill and then you're like, okay, this is, I need to slow down, something's happening here. I need to prepare for the next hill. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you have those high points and there's low points in races and running and training and all of that stuff. But that, that, like you said, it goes to almost anything we do in life kind of still has that cyclical pattern. Right. where we can kind yeah. of get caught up in it. But I think mm-hmm. the important thing is, and again, like you said, this is kind of what we're talking about. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to may, maybe name the episode, Who Am I? Because that's kind oh, of the, okay. the idea that we're talking about here. Like yeah. I just wrote mm-hmm. it down because I was like, I, that, that feels better if, with what we're yeah. talking about is it all comes down to the, the why and who am I and the value yeah. that I'm bringing and kind of what what I want to place in the world. And I think sometimes people can get caught up with <clears throat> the the stigma of failure and like what that means and stuff. And sometimes people want to create things and they want to go mm-hmm. down this avenue, but they have this kind of, this sometimes it's a fear of failure, but a lot of times mm-hmm. it's just fear of judgment that maybe mm-hmm. the people that you thought were on your side are no mm-hmm. longer on your side because maybe your opinion's just a little a little different than theirs or your way of thinking is a little different than theirs. And, and, you know, unfortunately a lot of our culture is not open-minded to at least having the conversation. I'm never going to have a conversation with someone and change their mind. I won't say never more than likely. I'm not going to change someone's mind on their Mm -hmm. beliefs or thoughts or something like that. But that does not mean I should not have that conversation and it be mm-hmm. a two-way street or respectable thing. It's like, hey, I don't necessarily agree with everything that you're saying or everything that you believe, but mm-hmm. I want to hear your side. I want to gain that perspective because in mm-hmm. that, to me, it's, it goes back to like the challenging what we hear is yeah. I build my faith in whatever it is that right. increases when I can challenge it and it still proves true. Mm -hmm. Because if you challenge something and it falls apart, well, then you're like, okay, maybe, maybe I need to reassess some things. But if you don't challenge (laughs) things at all, and you're just kind of taking things for what they are, it goes back to our earlier part, you know, you're kind of just being the, the sheep, if you will.
1: Right. Yeah. And I, I think I've identified for myself that maybe part of my purpose, like my life purpose is really to just like live my life. And I believe that when, you know, you are sort of just like making art or living your life. And I think those are synonymous, but you know, like you inspire and awaken other people to dream big and to do the same thing. So, um, I saw this, this quote from filmmaker Taika Waititi recently that just came to mind too. He said, you know, like my current job is to be a designer, but it's not my job or he's not a designer. He's a filmmaker. But he said, my job is to express myself and to Mm -hmm. share my perspective and point of view. And so I do think, you know, like part of my work in this world right now is to be myself because I do believe that by being yourself, you inspire other people to be themselves. And again, like when you're able to sort of break out of the limits that are keeping you stuck from pursuing your true life or your creative practice or your projects or whatever it is that like, you know, you have this idea to pursue this curiosity to to follow. Um, if you can allow yourself to do that, like, I think that makes the world a better place. So, and maybe that's a big idea to say, but like, I truly, I do really truly believe that. Um, and the same thing with like, you know, when I, um, have conversations with people who don't believe the same thing, you know, um, I I will say like, fundamentally, it's difficult to have a conversation if we don't agree on like the fundamentals. But, um, even so, you know, I, I think I'm still always asking why and why did you get there and, and what happened that you have this perspective. So I think that's important too, but, um, also like for, for ourselves, like to ask why and how come and what if, and, um, and, and maybe that's, that's part of, you know, some of the ideas that I have post this personal project that I'm doing with 100 conversations is to be of service, to helping people like step more into the path that is yours and not the like path that you got caught up in your mind and you're daydreaming and not you're driving down a road. That's not where you're going.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I think your, your why aspect, it helps both parties and it's good to have people in your life that you can have those conversations with of, Mm -hmm. you you know, you're, excuse me, you're saying why, because you're curious, but that why also helps that other person because then they have to define it. They have to yeah. go okay that's that is a good question why why do right. i believe what i believe or why am i doing what i'm currently doing i think and just to, to kind of brag on all of your stuff that you're helping with hangry right now it's i haven't mm. seen a, anything you've done or any of your thoughts or anything with hangry yet but i know and i trust that it's going to be exactly what i want because of the way you went about mm. it you know our first conversation and i think this is super important for any creative type position, whether you're an artist, uh, you know, you do photos, you do videos, you draw, whatever the case might be, is finding out who's a best match. Like, am I a good match for what you're looking for? Because there's so many times right. where, and you see it with just people just trying to make money off of things. It's, yeah, I'll do everything. And it's like, it's not really my cup of tea, but yeah, I'll do it. I'll do whatever. It's like, we had that conversation before you sent me pricing or talked about anything with it. You had a conversation to say, hey, do you, uh, you're like, do I align with what Hangry's doing? You know, if, if yeah. it's not something that I align with, I definitely don't want to put my, the brand I create on hangry, you know, right. if it's not something yep. you align with. So it's like, okay, do I align with what they're doing? And then, mm-hmm. and then it's asking those questions and like the questionnaire you sent about like trying to really get down to the, the heart of what hangry means to me and what I believe mm-hmm. it can be. And really just through that, you're really, you're, you're asking all of those why questions, but in turn, and I told you this in the email it's you made me sit back and go that's that's a good question i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to chew on this because this is this is very important because obviously the purpose of branding is to be your brand kind of like be what be what people see like it's supposed to explain what hangry is by looking at it and looking at how you choose uh, choose things you know the intentionality of that. So having right. all those conversations with you, it's like, all right, you you understand what I'm looking mm-hmm. for, not only yeah. from a, hey, these are the colors and fonts that I want, but you understand yeah. like, this is what hangry means and what it means to me, mm-hmm. and you kind of get behind that. So it's like, and I could tell that, I mean, I knew the conversation was gonna end up going here with all the why stuff. It's because <laughs> of, yeah. right. you ask these questions because you kind of need to get into that mindset so you can deliver the best product for your client. And if you take that mentality, and I know you do, I'm just saying you as listeners, um, if you take that mentality and apply it to your life as a whole... How much, mm-hmm. how much better things could be if you look at it from, all right, how is someone else seeing some situation? It may not be the way I thought about it. You're like, oh, I saw this angry thing and maybe it's this, but oh, oh, he thought maybe a little different. If we open up our eyes and ears to to have those conversations and see what's happening, how much better we could be and, and more aware of situations that are happening that maybe right. we didn't see before. It's not that they yeah. weren't happening, we just didn't see it you know it's a th- there's a bear shit in the woods you know it's yeah. it's that kind of thing it's like we don't see it you know but it still happens um yeah. don't know where that little thing i, I must have shiveted shiveted <laughs> shift pivot um shiv-ed. but yeah <laughs> i'll just maybe i'll call the episode that i'll just call it shivet and people are like what is nobody's that nobody's gonna know what we're talking like, about like, a- I yeah it's like it's, it's gonna be halfway through the episode but they're like oh okay that makes sense now uh, it's like when you hear the title of a movie in the movie, and everyone's
1: like, "Yeah." Right. Um, it's a really obscure podcast name, and you're like, "I have no idea what they're talking about on this podcast." <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess I'll listen because that's weird, but
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think
0: I think the full picture that we're kind of talking about is you. We talk about like the titles and labels, and your that quote you said is is very important because we're so ingrained as a culture to say what we do and. Because you have to, you have to say I'm an artist because people aren't going to understand if you say I'm providing value or I'm helping people open people's eyes to see different things yeah. a different way. Yeah. that's confusing to people like, okay, well, what the hell do you do? Like that's i don't I don't care why you do it. And I think that's the issue is more people mm-hmm. are, are worried about the what so they can compare you on like a socioeconomic scale rather yeah. than the why behind what you're doing. You know, I don't mm-hmm. do this podcast because, I mean, I do it because it's fun I get to meet people, of course, right. but yeah. <laughs> the purpose of this is really to kind of share experiences and share stories. It's a lot of work to do this stuff, even just mm-hmm. once a week, but it's, to me, it's worth it.
1: Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, the conversation about the brand for, for Hangry and the conversation about like figuring out who you are in your life are very much one and the same. And, and part of the reason that I enjoy being a designer is because it is really just about helping people identify who you are. And so that's the, you know, the work that I'm doing, no matter what sort of platform I'm showing up in, whether it's as a designer, whether it's as a writer, whether it's as it's in service to someone and helping them figure it out. It's all, it's really about that. You know, there's this Dolly Parton quote about, um, find out who you are and do it on purpose. Mm. And it's, it gets to the same idea too about sort of like, um, with this intention to figure out like who you are and maybe like what your purpose is, what your calling is, it doesn't happen by accident. Like it doesn't just fall in your lap. Um, I heard someone say, sort of describe it as, um, the idea, like the dream, right. Is that we're all basically like a Harry Potter and that like Um, you know, we're just going to get a letter that says like, you're a magician you're a wizard and we're going to just escort you to Hogwarts and teach you how to do this. But like, that doesn't happen. Like what really happens is we do the work to discover who we are and then we develop into that. So the same is true, whether it's a brand project or whether it's a personal life project, I mean, the, the activities and, and intentions and and the way that we get there is very much the same. It's really reflection and and thinking about what do I value? What do I want to align with? And then taking action and, and, and steps to move in that direction. So the way that I see my work, um, is sort of this combination of what am I saying? Like science, spirit and strategy, because I'm again, like very much this part, like curious kid meets Scientist meets philosopher, and I think all of them can go together in this very multi potential way of you know combining the data of like who are you, what just like who are you at the core, and what makes you feel good. And it should feel good, like if you're not having fun, if you're not enjoying your life, like what are you doing, you know, because life is short and you're here right now, so like if you're not enjoying the journey why are you on this journey? So I think that is important. And and so like figuring out this, this science structure of like, okay, who am I? What do I value? What is inspiring to me? What do I feel curious about? And then like thinking through, okay, like how do I support myself in the journey to becoming more of that? And what are like some strategies that I could take to step more into alignment? So really, this this practice is the way that I approach my design work and my life work, life design.
0: I love it. I couldn't say it any better. And that's how we're going to end it, because I'm not going to ruin how you ended that, because that was amazing. <laughs> that's everything yes! I needed, needed to hear. Uh, Lindsay Joe, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was just an absolute honor to, to have this conversation with you.
1: Thank you so much. And I do actually want to extend an invite, too, to any of the listeners to participate in my 100 conversation project. So, um, I guess specifically too, like, if you feel maybe energized by this conversation and these are like themes that you like want to talk about more, then I'd like to talk about them with you. So I have, um, I just, just launched it this week. I have like four signups already. So I'm four conversations into my 100 conversations. You can go to my uh, website, lindsayjoscottcom slash 100 conversations and sign up.
0: Perfect. How else can people get in contact with you if they want to just, just chat with you or just follow you along on your uh, on your journey?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm um Lindsay Joe Scott Everywhere, and that's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-J-O-S-C-O-T-T. And that's on Instagram. My website is lindsayjoescott.com, Facebook, same thing. So everywhere, that's my name. Yes. Yes. I guess I want to say to you just like briefly to touch base again on the project that I'm doing. Yeah. the the format is a, just like a 30 minute conversation and I'll send some sample questions beforehand so that you can kind of get your thoughts together, but really it's just like the intention is just honest, vulnerable conversation and you share and I listen. So yeah, so okay. listeners, yeah.
0: yeah, if if you're interested, definitely head over there. Um, I might poke some people specifically that yeah. I know that that would be pretty yeah. interested too. So we'll have all of her, uh, all of Ms. Joe's information in the show notes. So you don't have to worry about writing that down if you're driving because you shouldn't be writing and driving. <laughs> um, and I'll so do you that. don't have to worry about that. But yeah, thanks again for for being on the show and kind of sharing your, your heart on this. We'll definitely have to have you back because I know this conversation could have gone on for two more hours, but I know we need to. I love it. We got to wrap it up.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much again for having me. I love this conversation. I could talk about these things forever and ever. So I'm happy to be back and talk more.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. That will definitely be happy. But uh, to everyone else, you can reach out to me everywhere on the socials at flores.org run uh subscribe leave a review for the podcast if you have not already um obviously subscribing to the podcast is super helpful because you always get notifications when they happen and if you leave a review it helps with the algorithm and all the other stuff you know if you enjoy interviews like this um yeah leaving a review helps people know like hey this is worth listening to so maybe i should subscribe as well um, you can visit my website at www.flores.run I have the blog post there. Hopefully by the time this happens my editor Paige gets her shit together and gets the uh, the other blog post edited But uh, just kidding Paige. Thank you so much for all of your hard work because I don't pay you um, But yeah, you can check out the website see all of the race stuff see everything that's going on there um, Yeah, I think that's about it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time I'll see you guys next week